Hello and welcome to the Nursing It podcast. I'm your host, David Larson, and today I will be going over a pathophysiology and pharmacology review around sleep disorders. This should be a great one. Before I begin, I would like to remind listeners that if you have any questions regarding past topics or want me to go over something in a future podcast, please email me at nursingitpodcast.gmail.com and I'll make sure to address your questions. With that said, sit back, relax, and let's jump right into sleep disorders. Now, sleep disorders are have different identifications. There's dysomnia, which is disorders of initiating, maintaining sleep, or you're having excessive sleep. There's parasomnia, which is where you have des- undesired phenomenon during sleep. There's medical psychiatric disorders that cause sleep disorders. Or there are proposed disorders, such as pregnancy-induced sleep disorders. So let's talk about dysomnia real quick here. Now, dysomnia can occur due to circadian rhythm disorders, or not not having a 24-hour sleep-wake cycle. And this is very common with a lot of shift workers. I mean, with nursing, dysomnia is a big deal. It's something that I've felt on a daily basis, sometimes. And it can lead to insomnia, and it can be very, very frustrating. Other sleep disorders include things like narcolepsy, which is disorders of daytime sleep attacks, hallucinations at onset of sleep, sleep paralysis, that kind of stuff. Uh, so it can be very scary. Sleep paralysis and hallucinations on onset, it can have a really big effect on your mental health, uh, and it needs to be addressed without a doubt. There are also motor disorders, such as periodic limb movement disorders, and these can be uh, occur due to stuff like diabetes mellitus, anemia, or renal disorders. And there's also restless leg syndrome, which could be signs of anemia, dopamine deficiency, or even if you're pregnant. So if you're having any of these, please get checked out because, I mean, not only are they uncomfortable, but they could signify a deeper rooted problem. And then there is sleep apnea. So this is more uh, like uh, where you are asleep and you stop breathing for periods of time. So central sleep apnea is a rare disorder involving the central nervous system, and it could include things like obstructions, like the upper airway. So this happens a lot more often with increasing age, if you're a male, or with obesity. And the diagnosis of sleep apnea is with sleep studies, doing an EEG, or a polysomnography. And signs and symptoms of sleep apnea include noisy snoring, insomnia, abnormal sleep movements, daytime sleepiness, morning headaches, or systemic hypertension, and this could lead to pulmonary hypertension. Quite a few people have sleep apnea and never get diagnosed with it because they never go and get checked about it but they walk around their daily life being just tired. And, you know, with our busy life, we've all just kind of accepted that tiredness as a way of being at this moment. But please take your sleep seriously. Parasomnia occurs with 
nightmares, sleepwalking, sleep terrors, and can even be uh, bedwetting, bedwetting uh, or with teeth grinding. Those are uh, some classifications of parasomnia. So what in the world can we do to treat these sleep disorders? Well, first off, we'll talk about benzodiazepines. Their mechanism of action is to bind to GABA to decrease excitability. And these help not only with insomnia, but they're also used in anxiety medications and in anti-seizures. Stay tuned for future podcasts about talking about anxiety. Uh, however, reverse effects of these include uh, sedation, a reduced REM sleep stages, which is, you know, your deep sleep stages, ataxia, so you have a decrease in muscle coordination and blurred vision, so these need to be addressed right away. The prototype of drug, uh, the prototype drug of choice <laughs> for benzodiazepines is lorazepam, and you have to be very concerned about tolerance and dependency with these drugs because patients can become dependent on them. And this can lead to respiratory depression, especially if it's mixed with other central nervous system depressants. And most of the time, you have to go and antagonize these tolerances with flumazale. Good Lord, these pharmacology <sighs> terms are ridiculous sometimes. But basically, the main story here is they're helpful in the short term. You definitely don't want anything in the long term. Finally, we'll talk about barbiturates. Barbiturates bind to GABA as well and decrease excitativity. And these help with insomnia, anxiety, and anti-seizures as well. But there is also uh, withdrawal and tolerance dependency problems with this. And these can actually be very fatal. Now, there could also be cross tolerances. So tolerance to barbiturates equals tolerance to other opioids and central nervous system uh, dependencies. And there are bad interactions such as an increase in liver enzyme activity, and these can alter the metabolism of other drugs. So, so prototype drugs like Imovane or Zopaclone, these are basically what you have. Now, kind of going off the road here, I, I know that there are uh, with sleep disorders and stuff like that, people swear by the use of melatonin, and some people will say that, you know, smoking a marijuana before bed or taking edibles before bed, that those help too. Honestly, at the end of the day, whatever helps with your sleep, just make sure to discuss uh, your, your uh, self-pharmacy with healthcare professionals so that they can give you the best advice possible. Sleep is a hard one. We live very busy lives and it's important that you just stay safe no matter what. And with that, this will be the end of this episode. Next episode, we're going to be shifting gears and talking more about disorders of motor function. So this is going to be stuff like uh, Parkinson's disease, peripheral neuropathy. Uh, we'll talk about uh, myasthenius gravis, uh, multiple sclerosis, uh, ALS disease, and uh, spinal cord injuries. So it should be a very, very fun one. As always, you can contact me at nursingatpodcast.gml.com, and I'll make sure to take the time to answer any of your hard-hitting questions. 
I hope you all had as much fun listening to this podcast as I had making it, and I wish you all a happy rest of your day. Until next time, I'm David Larson. I look forward to talking with you all again soon. Please take care of yourself and others.